to Totalis Rankium. This week, Gordian 3. And welcome to Roman Empress Totalis Rankium. I'm Jamie. And I'm Rob, ranking all the Emperors from Augustus to Augustulus, episode 33, Gordian 3. Oh, I like that 33 3. Yeah, it's good, nice. isn't it? It's nice. Yeah. It is. This is the final one of the Year of the Six Emperors. Oh, I've actually had six, so that's, yeah, that's an, good. An actual six mm. Emperors. That's good. Yeah. I was going to say congratulations for us as well. Seven months today. Yes, today it's the first one we're recording. And we recorded the first one on the 1st of May, didn't we? We did. Yeah, seven months. That's mm. almost a baby. Or almost most of a baby. If we were a baby and we were born right now, yeah. there'd be complications. Oh. <laughs> Rough. <laughs> but in two months' time, it'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. So, Gordian, so there's a third Gordian. This is a young Gordian, 13 years old, as I recall. Oh, I'm listening you. to a well-known podcast. Go. You know your stuff. Yeah. My yeah. Duncan's History of Rome. Yes. It's very informative, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, right, before we start, let's have a bit of a source update. I like <laughs> sauce. Don't mean ketchup. Uh, hey. yeah. Um, yeah. Dio's left us a while ago, a few episodes back. Yep. And now Herodian is gone as well. Oh. Yes. Um, so who have we hired for this episode? We've got no one. Oh. We we really just have the Historia Augusta and a few fragments of bits that have been picked up here and there. <laughs> yeah. Brilliant. Just a little bit of pottery with Gordian's... Oh, it's got a G and an R on it. That'll do. Yeah. Gordian was here. Didn't like him much. Oh. Yeah. Someone didn't like him. Yeah, that's pretty much all we've got. <laughs> he was hated by all. <laughs> yeah. mm. um, most of the books I've got seem to mention this. Okay. Go, this point on, we have no reliable sources, and then it has a huge paragraph about how rubbish this story of Augusta is, mm. and then just says, uh, so we'll discount it, but then tends to go on using the story of Augusta, <laughs> because there is nothing else to use. So what about Cordus? Well, we don't have Cordus. We've only got Cordus through the Historia Augusta. Ah, oh, poor Cordus. Yeah. So, I think that's pretty much what we're going to do, but we are going to use the Historia Augusta, and yeah, yeah, we know it's not reliable, but it's quite good, I quite like it, so All we're going right. to carry on using it. Yeah. Yeah, well just, as I've said before, think of it as this is what the later Romans thought happened, yeah, rather okay. than this is definitely what happened. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Right, okay, and let's do Gordian 3. Yes. Here we are. Do you think he's going to be any better than the other Gordians? How long does he last for? If he's more than 21 days, then yes, I'd say he's <laughs> a success. Oh, actually, that reminds me, we need to announce something about Gordian oh, 1. yeah, go on. Yes, we... Play the piano music. Oh, I should, shouldn't I? Right, play the piano. Go. We decided, after a long debate, a long debate, recording Gordian one, that we had been far too generous with his successors, Ultimus. I think we were blinded by power. Yes. And intrigue. We're very sorry about this. We gave him, if I remember correctly, six, which is quite frankly laughable. For successors, I believe. Yes. <laughs> yes. Because all he did was sit there and kill himself. <laughs> So we knocked that down to... Because we, we, we debated about the five being it stayed the same, which it yeah. did. However, he was so laughably bad, we had to bring it down yeah. a bit more. 
So instead of a total of six, he now has a total of three, which brings his overall score down to 4.01. Okay, right, let's do Gordian 3. Yeah, let's see if it goes any better. Yeah. He was born on the 20th of January, 225. That is during the reign of Alexander. Yes, the little one. Yeah, so we've gone from people being born in the reign of Antoninus Pius <laughs> to someone being re- born really quite recently. Yeah, 13 years ago. Yes. His name was Marcus Antonius Gordianus Pius. Ah. Yes. We don't know who his father was. The Historia Augusta names Junius Balbus, whoever that might be. But his mother, we do know, his mother was Gordian I's daughter. Really? Yeah, and Gordian II's sister. So Gordian... What? Gordian 1's... Daughter. So Gordian 1 was Gordian 3's grandfather? Yes. Right, okay. There we go. Should we do a quick family tree? That's what I'm just doing, yeah. Okay, so you've got... So Gordian 2 would be... So you got... Uncle. Yeah, that's right. Right, I'm there. Yeah, we good? Yeah. So Gordian 1 had a son and a daughter. Yeah. Son was Gordian 2. Daughter was mum of Gordian 3. Brilliant. Do we know a name? Yes. Did I not just say it? No, I didn't. It's Antonia Gordiana. Of course it is. <laughs> of course it is. <laughs> feminine version of the males. Yeah. So, Gordian grew up in a wealthy family. As we know, the Gordians had lots of cash, didn't they? They put on the crazy games. They did, yeah. Yeah. At some point in his early years, his father died. Oh. Because he was a Roman, and that's what Romans did. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently. One day, the sun disappeared. You must specify. Which one? The one would be you. Big fiery ball in the sky. Really? Yeah, and I'll quote, There occurred an eclipse of the sun, so black that men thought it was night, and business could not be transacted without the aid of lanterns. Ooh, so... It happened with thin on the ground with facts. Okay. And this is something that happened, so I'm going to say it. Is, is, that, is that anything to do with him at all? Well... Or is it just an astronomical moon went in front of the sun? Yes, that's So is happened. that going to be some sort of weird foreshadowing or something? Yes, it's an omen. Of course it it's is. It's a big shadowing. Big shadowing. Well, it literally is. Yeah, it is. Yeah, because shortly after this, news came through that grandfather and uncle had been made emperors. Gordian I and Gordian II are the emperors now. Ah, so is it foreshadowing their emperorship? Uh, Historia Augusta claims that this was somehow foreshadowing Gordian III. I think this is clutching at straws for something to say about him, really. Yeah. By the way, an eclipse happened at some point near or around his birth. Possibly. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) possibly. But that did or may have happened. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Uh, Gordian probably had little concept of the full reasons and ramifications of his uncle and grandfather becoming the emperor. No. Because he was 13. And he was old enough to know that they were now joint emperors. But if you remember when you were 13... Nah, it's all Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah, you weren't too concerned who was in the shadow cabinet and things like that, were you? (laughs) Nope. No. Even if he did take an interest in current affairs, what happened a couple of weeks later would have completely shocked him. When he's dragged into the streets by people. Well, that's what I'm getting into. He was at home one day playing, as I said last week, with his Lego... That's not necessarily a fact. When a group of soldiers suddenly appeared at the door and politely told him that his presence was required at the Temple of Jupiter. That'd be so scary, wouldn't it? (laughs) Three big burly men with massive knives. Right. (laughs) Come with me. (laughs) Okay. 
they put him on their shoulders. Maybe he would have enjoyed it. <laughs> yeah. And they walked to the Capitoline Hill. Mm. Up they went, pushed their way through the crowd, and then the chant started. Gordian! Gordian! Everyone was cheerful. This was at the time when Balbinus and... Pupianus. <laughs> I wasn't going to say his name. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, when the previous two emperors were there, well, they were trying to rally support, but the fans weren't, the crowd wasn't having it. Yes, so. exactly. So this is when Pupianus and Balbinus had announced they were now the emperors. Yeah. Gordians were dead. This would have all come as a shock to Gordian III. He may have found out that the Gordians were dead beforehand. Yeah. This news had only just reached the Senate. Okay. So we're not sure. Uh, but either way, crazy times. Mm. Yeah. So he went there going, I'm waiting for a letter for my uncle, grandfather. I hope they're fine. <laughs> they're my most cherished family member ever. Yeah. They're dead, son. <laughs> and now you're emperor. <laughs> Do I get to keep my Lego? <laughs> no. No time for Lego. <laughs> yeah. So, we we don't know what he thought about all this. Apart from probably... Huh? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what the hell? The army, as I said last week, were expecting a bonus from the Elder Gordians. Mm. Fearing that that bonus wasn't going to come unless the dynasty continued, that's why he was pushed for. Yes. So it was just a case of the soldiers wanted to get paid, so let's put a child in as the heir. Now, he wasn't made the emperor at this point. No. Babylus and Pupianus just made him Caesar, so mm. he's the heir. We can only speculate what would have happened if the two elder emperors were not killed. So if you think about it, Balbinus and Pupianus, were, especially Pupianus, was doing all right. Yeah. And if he wasn't killed, would Gordian have ended up as actually being the heir? Probably not. Well, they're quite old, though, weren't they? They, weren't they were. They might, might have just died. Or would Pupianus have tried to get some of his family to succeed him? It's hard to say. It's, 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 it's tricky to speculate with stuff like that, though. So. It is. But so what... let's stick with the cold, hard facts of the Historia Augusta. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it is hard to speculate, but it does make you wonder, maybe Gordian III's mother had a part in planning the assassination of the emperors. Ooh. Yeah, a bit of scandal there. Uh, probably not true. No. Okay. No, <laughs> but um, some some historians have speculated that. Ah, but it sounds a little bit too much. Yet again, another mm. evil scheming stepmother. Not that she's a stepmother. Well, though. If you look at all the stories about Livia and... And, and uh, Snow White. Snow White, yeah. Your stepmother as well. Yeah. So, anyway. Moving on. We know that he stayed with Balbinus when Pupianus went north to fight Thrax. Gordian would have witnessed the chaos of the city during that civil strife where the Praetorians <laughs> were fighting the yes. Senate. He probably, however, would have been kept safely in the palace. Mm. It's very unlikely he would have been let out to join in the fighting at 13. No. no. Here's, here's some new Lego for you. Yeah. Yay! What's that screaming? Shh! <laughs> Have the Lego. <laughs> Sounds like someone's drowning and screaming at the same time. <laughs> Be okay, Guardian. One day, Balbinus took him to the games. That must be nice. Um, oh, this then... is the games, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, this is the ones before. Oh, the nicer yes. games. This is the one where they get the present, and inside oh, yeah. the presents, the head of Thrax. Nice. So yeah. I like to think Balbinus opened one box and lifted up the head of Thrax, mm. and little Gordian got to lift up the head of Thrax the Younger. Oh. That'd, that'd be a nice scene, wouldn't it? Uh, yeah. There you go, little Gordian. Here's your head. Raise <laughs> it for the crowd. Smile. <laughs> smile, damn it. Keep smiling. No, don't make the head smile. No. 
Put the lips down. <laughs> then Gordian and Balbinus went off to meet Pupianus. If you remember, Pupianus was coming back and Balbinus went off to meet him. Yes. And they took Gordian along. So he might have seen the two men falling out, mm. but it's more than likely that he was just kept safely to one side in a litter. Yeah. Not doing much. You'd, you'd want that. Yeah, well, you don't want a little 13 year old boy whilst you're having your passive aggressive argument, do you? Yeah. No. They then go back to Rome, and he would have continued his life of just being there. Playing, yeah, learning, learning. Presumably, he took lessons, physical activity. If we remember yeah. back to Alexander, he took lots of lessons, or maybe back to Elagabalus. Maybe he started reveling in the craziness. Unlikely, though, mm. judging by the fact he wasn't the emperor; he was the Caesar. He was probably kept under control. Yeah, yeah. We have no indications that he was going off the deep end. Let's really say strict that. nanny. Yeah, the really, really clear English accent. <laughs> yeah. Sit down. <laughs> Gordian. <laughs> Gordian. We have sums. Time for elocution. <laughs> Does the nanny have a name? Bertha. <laughs> okay. Right. Yeah. She is going to be in this whole story. Oh, yes. I is. mean, this historical narrative. Yes. <laughs> okay. Um, one day, shortly after, a group of Praetorians arrived at the palace. That's nice, thought Gordian. But the soldiers are here. They dragged Balbinus and Pupianus away and slowly stabbed them to death. Yeah. Yeah. He may have been a witness to their deaths. Mm. But yet again, he may not have been. We just don't know. It's probably more likely he was just kept in the palace. Yeah. But I hidden them because he wouldn't know why the guards were there again. Yeah. But... We don't know for certain, and it's far more interesting to say he witnessed it and he was there. So let's say that. Okay. He yeah. stood right next to them. Imagine the look of horror on his face. Yeah, and the chill going through his spine. This was the last day he played with Lego. <laughs> he had some bricks in his hand and they just slowly fall to the floor. Camera zooms in, the bricks hit the floor <gasps> in slow motion, a bit of dust hits up, and then the focus shifts and you just see a drop of blood dropping at the same time. Can we make that more arty? Can we, yeah. When the bricks fall, it's all in colour. Yeah. As soon as it hits the floor, black and white. I mean, end of from, his childhood. Apart from the blood. Apart from the blood in the yes. background. Yes. Yeah. That's what happens. And kind of weird violin music playing in the background as it falls. Yeah. I'll edit some in. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah. He started off by going, what's going on? What, what's happening to them? But at the end, <gasps> it was just, what have I become? I am emperor now. I feel the weight of responsibility on my back. <laughs> Went American as well. Yeah, I don't know why that happens. <laughs> it's a weird emperor thing. Oh, to be honest, that might have been better than puberty. <laughs> Go through American. Become <laughs> <laughs> American. No, just, just witness two emperors be horrifically murdered, but it's done mm. out of the way. No years of your voice breaking. And, no, yeah. 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 He's got a bit, bit of stubble already. Yeah. Cigar in his hand. <laughs> a power tool strapped to his leg. This is where it all begins. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so. That, we clarified that. That probably didn't happen. The Praetorians, for once, amazingly, actually had a plan. Don't be... No, they didn't. <laughs> they, they never have plans. They killed the Emperor, but they had a plan of who to put in place next. It's a fairly obvious plan. It's not an original plan. It's not mm. a great plan, but it is a plan, and that is 
to put Gordian in as the Emperor. So the plan was what the plan has been the entire time <laughs> yes. that they didn't actually come up with. That that was the plan. You could almost argue they didn't have a plan and things just carried on. <laughs> That's what I would argue. <laughs> but it does work for them. They All wanted right. Gordian in charge because, like the soldiers, they want someone who's easily controllable and will be able to pay the money that's promised to them. So 13-year-old boy, pay his money. What? <laughs> okay. I know he's grown up now. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. It was... I've got my notes. It was a good plan. I'm not sure if it was. <laughs> <laughs> I was obviously feeling very optimistic for them. <laughs> yeah. The soldiers... No, it, was, it was, was a good plan for this reason. The soldiers and the people wanted Gordian. The people loved the Gordians. Yeah. The soldiers want him to be paid. Yeah. The Senate can hardly object to this because he is, as you've pointed out, the next in line. Yeah. The Historia Augusta says this. The soldiers, the populace, the Senate and all of the peoples of the Empire uniting with great love, great eagerness and great gratitude to do so. For they loved him exceedingly because of his grandfather and uncle who had both taken up arms in behalf of the Senate and Roman people against Thrax and had both perished, one by a soldier's death. The other through a soldier's despair. Aww. So Gordian two died a soldier's death, run through by thirteen spears and twenty <laughs> arrows. And uh, Gordian one, soldier's despair, which is hanging yourself in a cupboard apparently, <laughs> feeling a bit sad. Yeah. So yeah, this is probably over exaggeration. Mm. The Senate at least would have realised that this was just a show of power by the Praetorians, and probably weren't too pleased about that. They didn't want Gordian three in the first place to be heir, no. so I don't see why they'd be too happy. Well, at the moment, the Praetorians are in charge. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so nothing can be done about it. The uh, Senate may have grumbled, but no. there's nothing, as per usual, the Senate can do. They made their power play. They failed. Mm. Yeah. So, here we go. He is the Emperor. At the age of 13, he is technically just the youngest ever Emperor we've had so far. Oh, really? Oh. Yes. His mother was still alive but we don't really know much about her. If he had a strong faction of supporters, presumably supporters of Gordian 1 and Gordian 2 as well, mm. we really don't know about them. Okay. So they didn't make a big enough dent into history, so they couldn't have been that powerful. Gordian could not punish the assassins. We know that they weren't punished, so this indicates that he was very weak to begin with. Yeah, because that's the first thing you normally do, so you want to get rid of any, anyone that could be a threat yeah. to you. Now, if you remember, Alexander couldn't get revenge on the naughty Praetorians during no. his reign, but he did send them away on promotions and slowly kill them off. We've got no indication of anything like that happening, mm. so he just couldn't fight back against them. We know next to nothing about his reaction to being placed on the throne. He does not seem to head down that road of debauchery of Elagabalus, like I mentioned earlier. Okay. There's no record of him being crazy, and you would have thought if he was... The Historia Augusta would have lapped that stuff up. Oh, yeah. They let us know about it. So he was chapters on it. Yeah, probably very sane. Um, but equally, um, doesn't seem to be quite as serious as Alexander was. Okay. He's very much mediocre middle of the road so far. Mm. At some point, he was given the name Pius. Ooh, hard working. Yeah, we, we don't know why, though. But... Well, that was his last name, wasn't it? Oh, no, sorry, I shouldn't have put that in at the start. No, he was given the name Pius at this point. I spent I'm, ages writing that down. I'm really sorry. No, well, you can That's cross it at least it out. 20 attempts to say as well. Yeah, it did. I didn't really. Oh, you didn't even write down. I thought, stop moaning that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Not longer after becoming the emperor, there was another revolt in Africa. Ooh, okay. This was not, surprisingly, 
Capellianus. He was the guy who killed the Gordians. Yes. Yeah. You'd expect it to be him, wouldn't you? He's still down in Africa. He's got a big army. He's got that big army. As far as we can tell, it was actually someone called Sabinianus who was leading the revolt, and he was the new governor of Africa, because they needed a new one, because Gordian I was dead. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We so. can only assume that Capillianus was still down there and probably helping out, though, but we yeah. don't have any more record of him. Okay. I'm going to say he was number two in that revolt. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he's already killed two Gordians. He probably wants to kill a third. Oh, yeah, makes sense. Collect the whole set. Yeah, yeah. Um, Sabinianus presumably figured out this was a good time to take on the Empire. Let's face it, there's a buoyant charge no one takes seriously. Yeah. However, governor of nearby Mauritania gathered his army and crushed the revolt before it could start. Oh, okay. So we have his name? No, he was just a governor. Yeah. The men revolting surrendered, and we don't know what happened to them. I have an idea. Go on then. Died. Yes, let's say they died. Horribly. Yeah, let's say they were uh, strapped to a oh. pier when the tide was out. Oh, that's nasty. Oh, it's in the Mediterranean, no tide. Oh, yeah, I, w- I watched... Uh, the, remember the death machine thing I was telling you about last mm-hmm. week? Mm-hmm. Uh, with the whole wheel thing. I did. How about the, 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 the tree one? What's the tree one? You, you get two, um, like, sat oak sapling trees, they're very bendy, bend them down to the ground and tie them yeah. down. Yeah. Then tie someone's leg to either one, like opposite, like a crisscross. So when they spring back up, it rips you in two. Oh. Or pulls your leg off, as the TV show showed. Oh. Why yeah. are you watching this? <laughs> I don't know. Could tie someone to an oak tree sapling and then just wait. That would be that would also work. <laughs> That's a slow, yeah. slow touch. Basket covered in honey, left it up to some bees. Then you knock the beehive. Oh. Or wasp, wasp nest and let them just have their wicked way. Okay, that, that probably all that happened yeah. to them. All of them at once. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> it's a crazy afternoon. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so revolt was put down in Africa. Meanwhile, in Rome, Gordian, or his mother, or some other forgotten person we don't know about who was actually controlling things, was finally starting to gain some support. So someone else. Yes. Now, we're going to introduce a new person, because as you may have realised so far, Gordian 3 is about as interesting as a potato. <laughs> He's done nothing. Depends on the potato, though. Oh, you do get good potatoes. If it's just like one of those white potatoes you get in a big bag, they're boring. Yeah, exactly. He's like that. that if it's a Morris Piper red potato, I'd be happy with that. Oh, right, OK. It's not. Mm. I'm going to introduce you to Timosithius. Timosithius. Yes. Timosithius became a very important figure in the reign of Gordian III, so he's going to be in the story for the rest of it, so we're going to know, have to know about him. He was born in 190 under Commodus, and his name was Gaius Furius Sabinus Aquila Timosithius. That's the coolest middle name I've ever heard in my life. So we're going to call him Furious Tim. Oh, yes! <laughs> Already, brilliant. he is more interesting than Gordian III. Yeah. Yeah. He gets a Genesis Caesar. Yeah. We don't know anything about Furious Tim's youth, but there is a chance that he was linked somehow to the Syrian princesses, i.e. the Julius, Julia Domna. And linked. Linked, yes. Do you know them? He probably knew them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We'll go into that. <laughs> so, due to an inscription on a statue of Furious Tim, we can chart some of his career. Okay. Which is good. Under Severus, or Caracalla, we're not quite sure, he led a cohort in Spain. 
which is the usual first rung of a political advancement. Yes. Then, later on, he worked his way up to become the superintendent of the private properties of the imperial family. So he ran the home. In, in Germany, superior and inferior. So yeah, he looked after the emperor's personal stuff Head in butler. Germany. Not butler, more person in charge of the money and making sure everything up there is not taken by anyone else. Oh. Yes. He then moved over to the east and was in charge of the finances in the Arabian province. In 218-222, he acted as the stand-in governor when the governor was away from the province. So, although he wasn't the governor, he was given responsibility. Yeah. Yeah. It's speculated that this is when he threw his lot behind Elagabalus and helped overthrow Macrinus. Remember, that's the battle when Jeff died. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. So we think that Furious Tim was helping out somehow there. I think he actually killed Jeff. Oh, maybe he did. The name like that. Yeah. Maybe that's how he died. Oh. oh, the knife in the face. Yes. <laughs> oh. Due to this show of loyalty, he was quickly elevated in social class. He was nominally in charge of tax collecting, but it was more the fact that this new job gave him social and political clout that it would have interested him. So he's moving his way up the rungs quite quickly now. So he's now a tax collector? Yes, he's a tax collector, and because he helped Elegant Ballas out, the Julias would have loved him. Yeah, so and it's good because everyone loves tax collectors, so it must be very popular with the pop, you know, the population and the yeah, yeah, civilians at the time. Yeah. You think that's how I got his nickname from the way he collected taxes? Maybe. <laughs> Hi. Do you, do you have your tax? What? <laughs> so he rips his shirt off. <laughs> yeah. Just one of those people. Wolverine style. <laughs> just really happy all the time until something just makes him snap. Yeah, like really easy going, nice and yeah. chilled out. Then, yeah. Sorry, I don't have it on me. I normally have my cash on me. And you just see the eye twitch. Yeah. And then he goes. <laughs> yeah. So he spent a while controlling the taxes and the finances. And he helped out during the Persian War that Alexander had. Oh, yeah. That one that really didn't go very well. Yeah. And then <laughs> did the same up north when Alexander went up to fight the Germanic tribes. Yeah. Presumably when Alexander kept saying, I'll give you money if you stop fighting us. Yeah. It was furious Tim working out exactly how much money they could afford. Yeah. 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 Like percentages, interest, everything. Yeah. Everyone else just went, what are you talking about, Tim? Look, he's just furiously working out his calculations. <laughs> <laughs> furious T. <tea. laughs> uh, what? <laughs> don't, don't say it in earshot. Oh. It's ripping the tent up again. <laughs> yeah. He then became the acting governor of Germania Superior and Inferior. He had two legions to his name by this point, mm. and probably, in all probability, saw battle. So he's starting to fight. He's clearly on the fast track at this point, but he did not enter the senatorial class, which is a bit unusual, because he's now being a governor, essentially, in all mm. but name. And that's a senator's job. But he's not. So we can speculate that he's got his eyes on becoming the Praetorian Prefect, which you can't do as a senator, you've got to be an equestrian. Horsey. But, as we all know, actually the Praetorian Prefect has two things. One is lots of power, and two is the life expectancy of a fly. <laughs> so, he obviously wanted one of those. Yeah. 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 Despite the fact that he was closely aligned to Alexander, Thrax didn't kill him. Oh. Probably because Furious Tim was a very experienced tax collector, and at that point Thrax needed all the money he could get. That's true. Yeah. yeah. So he was moved over to Asia, 
So Bithynia and Pontus, those yeah. provinces over there, he became one of those horrible agents of Thrax, collecting up all the money that Ooh. no one liked. He had no legions over there, however, because the provinces didn't require legions at the time, so it was a shrewd move by Thrax that I need your ability, but I don't want to give you any troops because I know you're pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. After the death of Thrax, the Senate demoted Furious Tim. Oh. Which he was probably furious about. Yeah, the Senate probably jealous of him or the fact he's an equestrian and he's doing really well. Mm. They just didn't like him. Possibly they recognised that he was a force to be reckoned with and just wanted to bat him down a bit. Maybe it was just a punishment for him siding with Thrax. Yes. Yeah. So, Thrax is dead. The Senate don't like him. They think he's too big for his boots, so they smack him down a bit and yeah. send him off to Gaul. Oh, not France. To perform administrative duties. Oh, no. Yeah. Filing. Probably filing. Oh. Yeah, just turns up on his first day. I'm here. I, I used to command legions. I used to be governor in all but name. What do you want me to do, Gaul? Well, these need to be put in alphabetical order. But also by date in alphabetical order as well. Yes, and sorry, the person who was here last did put them in alphabetical order, but by first name instead of surname. What? Oh, I have worked somewhere where... They filed things by first name. Why would you do that? I don't know. It drove me insane. Yeah, but because that particular office had always done that, it would be such a big job to change. And no one liked the fact it was done, but obviously someone in the past had done it wrong, and everyone was forced to put up with it. So Furious Tim went in there, and he sorted that out. Yes, he'd been demoted. Yes, he was doing some filing that he hated, but you know what? He filed better than anyone else. Furious filing. Furious filing. He was amazing at filing. So yeah. much so, he won over all of the Gallic people. <laughs> Maybe some hyperbole in there. Yeah, <laughs> Maybe every not single one. All of them. But he was quickly well-liked in Gaul. Became very popular. He was soon chosen to represent the Gallic interests in Rome. Yeah. So he was promoted within Gaul. Yeah. Go back to Rome. Let them know that we want... Oh, roads to be curvy. Oh, you don't do that in Roman roads. Like Roman roads are straight. Exactly. The crazy Gallic yeah. people. Yeah. So, he heads back to the capital. He was very well respected for his learning and his oratory skills, and he soon made an impact in the Roman society scene. Yeah. Yeah. Very charismatic, apart from his anger. Yeah. And this catches us up with Gordian's timeline. Yeah. Yeah. So he now goes back to Rome, and yeah. he's he's just doing his stuff, going to dinner parties, getting his name about. Being furious. Yeah. There must have been some factions of the Senate who didn't like him, but obviously Mm. not too many, because he wasn't held back at this point. Because at some point, Gordian and Furious Tim meet (gasps) across a crowded room. Their eyes connect. Their eyes locked. Their eyes locked. And then Gordian looked slightly to the left and down and saw his daughter. And then the violence really started. Yes, because I've not mentioned that he had a daughter, but he did, and her name was Tranquilina, if I'm pronouncing that in in any way correctly. We don't know the details. I need to stop saying that at any time, but let's just assume we don't know the details from now until episode 84. Okay. (laughs) We don't know the details. I'm saying it automatically. But shortly afterwards, Tranquilina and Gordian III were wed. Oh. Yeah. It's speculated that 
Tranquilina was roughly the same age as Gordian, so it was a very young marriage, even by Roman standards. How, what, what sort of age? We are guessing around 1516 at this point. We don't know for certain, but he's oh. been in power for a couple of years by this point. So he's already beaten Gordian 1 and 2? Oh yes, by quite some way. I mean, depending. I mean, if he's still 14, fifteen, sixteen. well, it's young, but I still know what they're doing on their wedding night. Lego. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's what they did. Lots of Lego. Furious Lego building. <laughs> <laughs> Build out the tension. <laughs> <laughs> Husband. Build, build, build. <laughs> Husband, are you coming to a... No, I've got to finish the garage. <laughs> the roof's on my side. <laughs> right, wasn't long after the wedding that it was announced that Furious Tim was the new head of the Praetorians. Of course he was. Yes, he'd wangled his way in there. Well done, Tim. It was soon apparent to all that Tim is now in charge of the Empire. <laughs> yeah. He spent the next couple of years strengthening his position as prefect and arranging the government so it performs similar to the rule under Alexander. Okay. Which cheered the Senate up no end. Yeah, you have some power. Yeah, it's, we don't have many accounts, I was going to say by all accounts, by the one unreliable account we have, it was actually really good what oh, Tim was doing. Was it good was a, times. Yeah, good times. He was also planning ahead. He ordered the fortifications of cities long in disrepair and provided cities that may come under attack with enough food to last a year so they could last out sieges. He's making Rome great again. Yeah, he is. He's really thinking about things. Yeah. He's, put, he's planning ahead. Sensible, furious Tim. Everything's looking good. Yeah. End of the crisis. Oh, no, there is more. In 241, news reaches Rome that Ardashir, the menace from Persia, was dead. <gasps> wow. Yeah. It's all looking... It's looking good, isn't it? Oh, don't use that tone of voice. <laughs> yeah. Ardashi, oh, he was, he was he tough, was, wasn't he? He was nasty, yeah. yeah he, was, he was knocking them about a bit. Mm. Yeah. Making all these demands. Let's let's pan over to the east. Let's okay. do a little bit of what's been going on over there. We last looked at the east when Ardashi was probing the Roman Empire when Thrax was too busy fighting yeah. the uh, Germanic tribes to fight back. So, quick reminder of who Ardashir was. He was the first to start the new dynasty in the east, yep. replacing the Parthian Empire, starting the Sassanid Persian one. The new Persian force had battled Alexander's men, resulting in a draw, but one that was really going in Ardashir's way, if you remember, if it wasn't for the fact that his army was made up of farmers that yeah. needed to go back and collect their crops. Yeah. He would Damn have done seasons. a lot better. <laughs> yeah. Damn you, potatoes. If only we lived in Game of Thrones confuses me. They have years and crop seasons in Game of Thrones and what? yet their seasons last for years at a time. It makes no sense. And everyone talks about how old they are. I'm 12 years old. Well, how do you know? How do you know? What's a year? It's never been explained. Anyway. <laughs> if have you, you ever read the books yet? I'm it on might the explain No, no, I'm on the second to last one that's been oh. released and it's still not been explained. That's all I'm looking for. <laughs> <laughs> Just Game some explanation on this weird season thing. Yeah. Mm. I wouldn't mind it if it was crop seasons lasted for years and people said, how old are you? Mm. I'm four summers old. That would be fine. Yeah. But they don't do that. No. Don't ruin this for me. Well, you can. Okay. So it's a direct question I'm asking you. Yeah. Does winter end up coming? I'm not there yet. Oh, actually, no, I might be. 
in the TV show? It depends when the white birds, the white ravens are released, and that signifies that winter's started. Because uh, since the first series, it was winter's coming, but it doesn't actually. And it's still I, I think it has in the TV show, actually. It has. I'm sure there was a white raven in one of the episodes. Maybe if you've not read the book, you wouldn't know the significance of it. I don't know. I, I don't read Rob, we know that. No, apart from horrible histories. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Rotten Romans. Oh, I love horrible histories. Should we go back to what people are listening to this podcast for? Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's just <laughs> rambling about rubbish. If, if you are not from the UK and you've not seen the horrible histories, horrible histories are a series of books designed for children about history. They're fantastic. Perfect for me. Yeah. Uh, but the programme that was made years after the books quite recently is hilarious. We'll put a uh, link up yeah, to it. You need to <laughs> an illegal YouTube upload so you can have a look. Yeah, please please watch it. It's fantastic. Anyway, yeah, you're right. Let's go back. We were talking about the Persians, weren't we? Right. Ah, yes, Ardashir. So he fought Alexander and they all had to go back and collect their crops. Yes. And that's when I got distracted. Right. <laughs> Yeah, but that war seemed to go in Adishir's way. Interestingly, this war's not mentioned in the Persian sources. Oh. Yeah, they obviously saw it as a bit of an embarrassment they had to give mm. up, even though they were winning. So did it actually happen? Ooh. If it's only from the winner's point, it maybe it didn't even happen. Maybe it's just we exaggerated. Do get, we do get a lot of that, as you'll see later on in this episode. Right, in 238, so Year of the Six Emperors, Adishir attacks Rome again. In 240, the city of Hatra was taken... Now, this was a heavily fortified city that lies in Persian slash Roman territory, depending on what time. Mm. Very much in dispute at this point. Yeah. So it's very heavily fortified, very hard to take. Yeah, but they took it. Ardashir's going to go for it. He sieges it, but he cannot take it. So they're all camped around this desert fortified city. Yeah. Ardashir sat in his tent one night, and his son walks in. He had a son. Write this name down. Okay. Shapur. Shapur. S-H-A-P-U-R. Shapur, maybe. No, Shapur. Shapur, I just think of, like, pencils, isn't it? Yeah. He walks in, and he announces he's got a plan. Shapur's plan is to, somehow, we have no idea how, somehow make the daughter of the king of Hatra mm. fall in love with him. Yeah. And then convince her to open the city. This works, isn't it? Of course it works, according to the dodgy sources. <laughs> poetry. It was a poetry. Uh, yeah, but it was probably poetry. Roses are red. Yeah. Violets are the Roman equivalent of blue. <laughs> Bronze. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think he sat outside Hatra with his acoustic guitar and just sang up at the walls to seduce her. Yeah. Yeah. But of course the the princess is right in the middle of the city and it's just the soldiers on the walls that can hear it. Yeah. <laughs> and there's cringing at Oh, oh it's awful. Sharp horse. Shut up. She's not interested. Stop stop trying to rhyme. <laughs> Apparently she was interested. She falls in love with Sharpor and he convinces her to open the city gates. What an idiot. What an idiot. <laughs> this story gets better. The Persians storm into the city and they seize the city. So it's now under their yeah. control. And there's a wedding arranged between Sharpor and the princess. Yeah. Oh, how nice. However, on the wedding night, Sharpor hears about how great a father the King of Patra was to his daughter. So what do you think Sharpor does? 
kills her? Yeah. Really? Yeah, she, oh. he kills the bride-to-be because she betrayed such a loving father. What? Yeah, this is all apocryphal. This is Good. this comes from the uh, the Persian sources mm. and written far later, and it's almost like an origin story of Sharpur. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. But however, Sharpur is real, and he is yeah. the son of Ardashir, and he he is around at this time, and we're going to get to know Sharpur quite well. Not in that way. Ooh. <laughs> I hasten to that. Ooh. I don't know about advantages. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So shortly after taking Hatra, because they did take Hatra, we just don't know how, yeah. Sharpur becomes a joint ruler with his father, so joint king of kings, as yeah. they styled themselves. We're unsure of how, but Ardashir dies around this point. <laughs> we don't know how as soon as Sharpur was made joint king of kings. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm sure it was nothing to do with him. Had a weird hole in his chest. <laughs> yeah. <One> morning. Oh. <laughs> So, Sharpor takes over. Sharpor was also known as Sharpor the Great. Yes, he ruled the Sasanid Persian Empire and will continue to rule it for the next ten episodes. Wow. Oh, yeah, so, yeah, quite short, I guess. Yeah, the Romans are going through emperors like there's no tomorrow mm. and there is stability in Persia. So, Ooh. Sharpor becomes quite the, the figurehead. The, no, what's yeah. the word? The um, bogeyman. Yeah. He was... Capable, he was ruthless, just as capable and ruthless as his father, if not more so. Goes down as one of the great Roman adversaries, Ooh. along with Hannibal and Attila the Hun. He's like Darth Vader, then, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. Great. So he's one of the bad guys <clears throat> we know because he wears black and. Yeah, no, I mean, obviously. And has a big empire. Yeah. <laughs> building a Death Star. Yeah, so according to Romans, he's the baddie. Yeah. But obviously. According to the Persians, he was he was great. Yeah, yeah, he was. Sharpot then decides what what's what shall I do? My dad's dead. I'm in charge. Let's go and take over the Roman Empire. Okay. Yes. Probably didn't really want to take over the empire, but probably like his father wanted to take some of those eastern properties that he considered his back. So yeah. they march all the way to Antioch. That's Ooh. fairly deep into Roman territory, and they siege the city. So, going back to our main story with Gordian and Furious Tim, they hear about this in 141. The siege shook the empire. Antioch's the third city, after Rome and Alexandria. Mm. Antioch's the place to be. It's yeah. the centre of culture. Oh it's centre of finance in that area. So it's like Manchester in, in England. Yes, certainly. Got London, but less rain. Manchester. Yeah, less rain. Less mm. rain. And no tall buildings that look like they're about to fall over. When's the last time you went to Manchester? There's that big... Stag do. Oh, yeah. I was drunk the entire time. <laughs> yes, we were, weren't we? Now, there's that really tall building. I think it's a hotel, but it's thin at the bottom, but thick at the top. That's really bad design. <laughs> yeah, and it always looks really unstable. <laughs> like it was designed by Gordian with his Lego. <laughs> So, they hear about the siege, everyone's shocked, no one's happy about it. There is some evidence that they actually took the city, Sharpor did, but it's more likely they just sieged it and normal production in the city stopped. Yeah. Because we have no coins from that city for two years okay. in this period. In 242, Gordian declares that he's going east to save the Empire. So he stood Ooh. up on a platform... Said, I declare... Sorry, what, what was it I was declaring again? And Tim passes him the notes. Yeah. 
Yeah. So I'm going there. east to save the... What? I didn't say... I'm going east to save <laughs> the Empire. Am oh, I? Yeah. <laughs> I'm quite happy here. Do we have to? He was 17 by this point and may well have started actually doing some ruling. Okay. So he is no longer that like, little 13-year-old. He's yeah. 17. Probably has a mind of his own by this point. Hmm. Uh, but, but Furious Tim's very much in the background, probably pulling the strings. Yeah. So, Tim and Gordian set off. The yeah. army moved north and then east. They go through the Danube regions. Yep. It would appear that Gordian took on some goths at this point. Remember, the goths <laughs> had appeared. And he won. No. So he officially becomes the first emperor to defeat the goths in battle. Mm. Well done, you. Yeah. They then carry on east and head to yep. Antioch. Under Furious Tim, the army are highly disciplined. The old practice that has gone by the wayside ages ago of building a fort every single night is brought back. Because that's what they used to do back in the day. Yeah. I mean, you couldn't stop for a leak under Caesar without fortifying your position. So, <laughs> and that's why he was so good. You just couldn't take him unaware. Excuse me, sir. I need to go to the toilet. Build a fort! <laughs> go! Take down the forest! <laughs> yeah. yeah. Two minutes later, I'm finished. Bloody hell. <laughs> So impressed that you built the latrines around me. <laughs> yeah. And that's why the latrines were always in the centre. <laughs> no, they weren't. <laughs> always around one tree. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, they, they start doing that again. They build a fort when they stop. So a very disciplined army. Uh, Sharper seems to lose his nerve at this point. Ooh. Maybe he hears how disciplined they are. Maybe yeah. he just thinks, oh, actually, I'm not ready to take on the Roman Romans. I'm okay <laughs> niggling at the provinces, but now the emperor's coming. I might back off. So he lifts the siege and he goes on the run. Or he makes a very sensible tactical retreat, depending on how you want to spin that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Gordian stayed briefly in Antioch. Regarded as a hero, he saved the yeah. city. Uh, and then he sets off after the King of Kings. Unfortunately, we don't really know any more details. Um, we know that Gordian caught up with Sharpor near the city of Rosanna, or Rezana, uh, and we know that he defeated him. Gordian oh. beats Sharpor and retook Hatra and lots of other cities. So all the cities that were sacked are now back under Roman control. There we go. Good. Yeah. Successful. Sharpal wasn't killed, though, as you already know. He survives. But he is on the run at this point. Things aren't looking too good for him. It looks like the Romans can now walk into Persia, sack the city of Tessaphon yet again, <laughs> and just do what they usually do when they're on a roll. Yeah. However, <gasps> this is when Gordian's story takes a turn. Furious Tim gets sick and dies. No. Yes. He must have been... What's the word when you're really angry? Raving? Raging? Raving. Fuming. Fuming, yes. Fuming. He must, he must really be fuming. fuming. Yeah. Yeah, he died. The official word was that it was a natural death, but there were whispers. And the whispers went along the lines that... Killed. <laughs> you know, Knife in the head. Philip. What? Yeah, yeah, that was the rumour. Tim was killed by Philip. Yes, we are still doing Roman Empress. 
Yeah. <laughs> Philippus, to give him his Roman right. non-anglicised name. Yes, there was whispers that Philippus, who was an ambitious officer in the Praetorian Guard, had given Furious Tim a heavy laxative to kill him. <laughs> Ooh. Not a way you want to go. <laughs> how, how heavy would you need to be to kill somebody? One of the early laxatives were actually quite poisonous. It was like a, it was like a ball. It was like a lead ball or something, actually. <laughs> that would do the job. <laughs> Push it all that way. No, you wouldn't even need was... to swallow it. You just need to threaten someone. Because they, they would... Either as a, as a suppository or they'd actually swallow something that would just, it was like toxic. Oh. But it would, I can't remember what it was though. If you know, write in to our PO box. Yeah. So according to the Historia Augusta, Philip, they say, was mightily in fear of him being furious to him. Mm. For many reasons, and on this account plotted with the doctors against his life. He did it in this way. Timosithius, as it happened, was suffering from diarrhoea and was told by the doctors to take a potion to check it. And then, they say, they changed what had been prepared and gave him something which loosened him all the more. And then he died. Ooh. So he was already having trouble. Ooh. Oh, nasty. Not necessarily the worst death we've had so far. No, in, it's actually surprisingly gentle. Mm. It's not like Vitellius and... Or no, there's no hook in the face. <laughs> yes. uh, but it's still not good. <laughs> right. So, Philip, who is this Philip? His, first, his full name is Marcus Julius Philippus, and he was named the Praetorian Prefect Ooh. soon afterwards, indicating that he was not suspected at the time. <laughs> Gordian turned to Philip for advice in the absence of Furious Tim. As one historian points out, approaching 20, Gordian was showing weakness here. Yeah. Yeah. This historian points out that if this was Caracalla at the age of 20... Caracalla would have taken control, yeah. found a nearby city, burnt it to the ground, and then killed a rabbit. <laughs> or yeah. just something else. <laughs> something else horrible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Gordian doesn't have that strength. He looks for a new person to actually lead. He needs an anchor, doesn't he? He does. He's so. a ship without a sail. He is. So Tim's gone. He needs Phil. <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah. <laughs> So this historian goes on to say, In the face of Philip's ruthless cunning, the noble youth had no more chance than a foolish finch stalked by a cat. Ah, uh, so it's already implying that Philip was after, after. The, after the emperorship. Yeah. Emperorhood. After the milk, I suppose, in that metaphor. He's like a spider in the fly. Oh, yeah, maybe. Caught in Philip's web. Yes. You can probably guess Gordian's about to die. What? Yeah. There were four versions on how he dies. Yes. I love these. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Number one. Yeah. Philip and Gordian quickly fall out. Gordian is not able to stand the obvious contempt from his new prefect. Tim was nice. Tim looked after him. Tim suggested things and said, Oh, you're very clever, Gordian, for coming mm. up with that idea that I just told you to come up with. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Whereas uh, Phil wasn't like that. No. Phil would just say obnoxious things like, you're an idiot, <laughs> I'm doing it this way. So, Gordian decides to take a stand. He orders that the troops assemble. He stands up. He delivers a rousing speech. He talks about his successful reign and about how Philip is not to be trusted. Mm. There is then lots and lots of tumbleweed. Ooh. Does not go down well at all. Especially the Praetorians. They like Philip. So the Praetorian mm. guards who are there, they like Philip. Everyone starts jeering the Emperor. Oh dear. Yeah, so 
Gordian, realising that he was in trouble at this point, goes, actually, all I wanted to say was, can I still be emperor, please? Oh, Yeah. So, Philip can stay. It's fine. I just, yeah. In fact, just ignore that I came here. But reset. Yeah. Where's the reset button? <laughs> Quick, rewind. <laughs> rewind. Yeah. He was refused. So he then asked to be Caesar. Philip can be the emperor, but I'll go back to being the heir. And I'll take over because I'm still young. He was refused. Ooh. So then he asked to be the Praetorian Prefect. Fine, me and Philip will swap jobs. I'll be the Praetorian Prefect. Please? He was refused. Oh dear. He then said, Fighter, I'll just be a general. Just put me in charge of an army. He was refused. At this point, Philip raised an eyebrow. Oh. Which was the signal. And he was executed on the spot. Begging for his life. That's sad in a way yes this is a very unlikely version no okay because the official report that went back to the senate that we do know is that he was ill and died naturally not necessarily true but it's very hard to get away with that lie if you have executed him in front of hundreds of people that's true yeah yeah he probably got ill and same with a tim did yeah exactly which leads us on to number two. Oh, gordian was poisoned probably by philip it's a shorter one, that one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, it said he died ill. That's what the thing came back as, so it yeah, well, sounds likely. We think Tim got poisoned. We don't know that, but we think we, he did. And Gordian got poisoned. Yeah, I don't know. Mm. It seems fairly likely. Mm. Could be that one. Number three. Right, this is interesting. In 1936, an inscription was found in Persia. Right. So this was fairly recent in terms of history. Yeah. Yeah, it's known as the Resgeste Divi Saporis, which I probably butchered with my pronunciation. And I will quote, this is coming from the Persian side. Okay. Yeah. It's quite nice seeing another perspective. Yeah. When at first we had become established in the empire, Gordian Caesar raised in all of the Roman Empire a force from the Goth and the German realms and marched on Babylonia against the empire of Iran and against us. On the order of Babylonia at Miski, a great frontal battle occurred. Gordian Caesar was killed, and the Roman force was destroyed. So he mm. died in battle fighting the Persians. It could very well be propaganda, though. Could be propaganda. Equally, if he did die at the hand of the Persians, the Romans might want to have covered that up. That's also very true. In the same way that Shapur and Ardashir covered up Ardashir's not great battle against Alexander. That's true. So there is a chance that maybe mm. he died in battle. Fourth one, he hurt his thigh and died. That's got to be it. <laughs> <laughs> well, similar thing happened to Henry VIII, didn't he? He got a, an injury from a collapse of a horse. Yes. And it bothered him. Uh, he went on for years with that, but well, you can... If you think how vague the fourth one is, I personally think we can string some of these together and come up with the official Totalis Rankian version of events. Okay, so, he... I just go backwards then. Well, I, I, I'm going to say the battle happened, but he okay. didn't die in it. He hurt, he got his thigh hurt. Maybe his femoral artery in your thigh. Oh, I don't think even that bad, because he would have died very quickly. Though. Well, I crushed it. I think... Was clots. Uh, he would have been really quite far back. He's only young. I, he fell I, off his horse. I can't imagine he was leading the battle. No. I don't think he fell off his horse. I think he was there. The battle happened, but there was a slight 
problem in his tent. Maybe he dropped a paperweight on his thigh or something. Oh yeah, or just, you know how you bang your legs on tables and stuff. Yeah. Oh, a corner of a table. Ow. Somehow, maybe he fell off his horse. Who knows? Yeah. But he hurt his leg. Yeah. During a battle. Yeah. And he had to go and get medical attention. Yes, and he was in the medical bay. Yeah. Medical tent. Field and tent. he was fine for a few yeah. weeks. He was limping a bit, but yeah. it wasn't great. Okay. So he had to spend his time in the medical. Here's some painkillers for you, sir. Said I Philip. Have. Philip poisons him. Yeah. And then the not drags not his corpse up and uses his mouth to say, I want to be the Praetorian oh, prefect. Oh, a really sick ventriloquist <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, I think we just need to discount the first one. Where'd his we? hand go? Oh. <laughs> through the back of his face. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Grim. Yeah, so let's discount the Historia Augusta. Maybe version, maybe, maybe the poisoning didn't work though. So then, <laughs> maybe. so then he went out and said, "Oh, Bent I think I think life. he tried to kill me." So don't trust Philip now, <laughs> even though I lost you the battle, everything like that. Don't trust yeah, him. That's what he maybe. killed. So I'm going to say a mixture of two, three, and four, and I'm going to discount number one because that's I, just not. I'm going to go with all four. You're going to go. For I all think four. we squeeze all four in there. Somehow. Okay, fair enough. Either way, he dies. Yeah. Gordian three is dead. Okay, and that's his life. Yeah. So, <laughs> who's emperor? Who do you think's? It's not Philip. It's not Emperor Philip, is there? That's Emperor Phil. It is Emperor Phil. Oh, for Emperor Phil sake. is next week. No. That's <laughs> bad. But before that, let's rate Gordian, shall we? Fightius Maximus. Well, he won some battles. Well, he took part in some battles. Well, yeah, yeah, actually, we're, we've got something to talk about. Yeah, rather <laughs> yes. than we don't know or nothing. No. Um, let's first of all talk about him going up and fighting the Goths. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because Antioch's under siege. Mm. You need to get there as quickly as possible. Yes. But instead, they go to the Danube regions yep. and they fight this new barbaric tribe that are coming in. Yes. Why? Well, they, they they took uh, a town, didn't they? You told me last time they they it was their first appearance. They, they did. Took they were starting to do more and more raids in the territory, so they did need to be sorted out. That's one reason. It's on the radar now. There's more reasons though. They're sensible. in the way. No, because they could have bypassed it. They could have taken ships, although that's tricky. Or they they could have just walked straight through and not taken back. Just to stop them, keep coming. Just. To... Yeah. The other thing so, no. is. Get the region settled. If you're going to be fighting in other areas, you don't want to have fighting going on behind you. So settle yeah. the region first. Yeah. But also, if you go and fight the Goths and you win, what do you do to the defeated army? You make them fight with you. Yes. Ah. So they picked up some Gothic fighters, said, you must fight for us now, we defeated you. And also, it means that the troops in the Danube region didn't need to fight those Goths. So they could come along as well. So it was just picking up more troops. Mm. It was a very sensible thing. It must to be do. really hard fighting new rock boots and it's, leather costumes and it, it studs. It was very tricky. I don't know why they did it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, very sensible, very impressive. He was the first emperor to defeat the Goths in battle. Now, as I, I don't remember, as I understand, the Goths sacked Rome later, like right at the end. Yes, is that if how... you remember in Bacchus Groundus, I said Roman's history's book ended by two sacks. Yeah. The Goths are the ones that do the second sack. Mm. Yeah. So, we know they're going to be around for a while, and it's going to go both ways for the Goths and the Romans for quite some time. Yeah. Yeah. So, well done there to Gordian. Mm. Okay, the Historia Augusta reports that Gordian wrote to the Senate after reaching Antioch. So I'll quote, this is Gordian's own words 
made up by a man in a pub. <laughs> After those deeds, conscript farmers, which were done while on our march, and done everywhere in a manner worthy of as many separate triumphs, we, to compress much into little, removed from the necks of the people of Antioch, which were bent under the Persian yoke, the Persians, the king of the Persians, and the Persians' law. After this we restored Cahi, and other cities also in the Roman sway. We have penetrated as far as Nisbis, and if it can be pleasing to the gods, we shall even get to Tessaphon. Only may our prefect and father-in-law, Timosithius, prosper, for it was by his leadership and his arrangement that we accomplished these things, and shall in future continue to accomplish them. It is now for you to decree, it is now for you to decree thanksgiving, to commend us to the gods, and to give thanks to Timosithius. Hugs and kisses, furious Tim. <laughs> <laughs> Crossed out, Emperor. <laughs> yeah. What do I write next? Give thanks to Tim Ersithius. Lots okay. of cash. <laughs> yeah, so you get two things from that. One, they seem to be doing well. Mm -hmm. Two, it's very obvious that Tim Ersithius is actually in charge. Mm. Three, that's all made up. <laughs> so you can't actually count any of it. No. <laughs> but we get a sense, don't yeah, we? <laughs> odour. Right, another quote. This is just directly from the Historia Augusta. This is the Historia Augusta saying, After this he recovered Artsazatsis. <laughs> no idea how to pronounce that. We're not even sure if it's a real town. No one can locate it. Mm. Antioch, Kahi, and Nisbis, all of which had been included in the Persian Empire. Indeed, the king of the Persians became so fearful of the Emperor Gordian that, though he was provided with forces both from his own lands and from ours, he nevertheless evacuated the cities and restored them unharmed to their citizens. Hmm. Nor did he injure their possessions in any way. That's good. Yeah, so Sharpal's done a runner. Yeah. Like it. Because of Gordian. Right, this is a quote by Marcellinus. A new source. Ooh. Yeah, we'll come across him more later, but I did manage to find this. The younger Gordianus would have come back with equal glory. He's talking about, at this point, Trajan and Severus. Yeah. So he's saying he would have come back with glory equal to Trajan and Severus after vanquishing the Persian king and putting him to flight. But he fortunately, he got killed. So yeah, that, <laughs> that's even. such a shame. Yeah. Oh. Right. Another good thing, he possibly died in battle. Mm. Right, you kind of got to get some points for dying in battle for Phytius. You went down battling. Yeah, that's true. Even if you did hit your leg on the chair. Or do table. you lose points for dying in the battle because you weren't successful? It's hard to say, isn't it? But <laughs> it, it's battle-y. Yeah. Right, on to the bad. As the Historia Augusta says, and this is a quote, all this, however, was accomplished by Tim Asithius. It's It's not him. It's Furious Tim. Yeah, but for Augustus, it wasn't Augustus. It mm. was um, It was Agrippa. Agrippa. And we did mark him down for that, but he still got points because it was under his rule. Mm. So we need to take that into consideration. Mm. Another bad. He possibly died in battle. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm not convinced. Is that good? Is that bad? I don't know. Right. Historia Augusta claims that the inscription on his tomb reads... So this is on Gordian III's right. tomb. To the deified Gordian... Conqueror of the Persians, conqueror of the Goths, conqueror of the Sarmatians, queller of the mutinies at Rome, conqueror of the Germans, but no conqueror of the Philippi. Oh, Philippi being a tribe, but oh. can you see the pun? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no way yeah. that's true. Bit of a burn. That was yeah. one of the 
the guys at the pub making yeah. a joke and one of them just went, yeah, let's put that in. That's yeah, hilarious. That's <laughs> yeah. On fire. So, there you go. I mean, we've got stuff to talk about. Yeah. But, uh, what's he going to get? Well, he beat back Sharpaw. He did. And he's a massive threat. He is a massive threat. He beat Very back organized. the Goths, but you could argue the Goths at this point are very small in numbers, weren't as threatening as they perhaps will become. They become more threatening, yeah. yes. This is the first we see of the Goths, but they do defeat the Goths, so mm. he's done more he's done battling in two areas two mm. theatres of war and he was successful in both and he went to fight as well he went he i'm going to sort things out in the east you probably yeah. didn't say that he's forced us out but he did that which other emperors could say no i'm gonna stay home you sort it out tim you go and sort it out i think we need to score him as if it was all him yes and then divide it by two i don't know because it, it, it wasn't done, him it was done in his name it's like Nero didn't build his, his house, but it was done in his name. You know what I mean? Yeah, but he would have ordered that house to be built. It was his idea. Whereas all of this is just Gordian. But now we're being subjective, because Tim may have... Uh, sorry, Gordian may have suggested, I want to go and fight. Tim, how do I do that? But remember, right. we, we knocked Augustus down for Agrippa. Augustus would have got, like, 20 Fightius Maximus if we counted all of Agrippa's achievements for I, I don't think we knock him down by half. I think that's fair. Okay, we'll just Not knock fair. some points off. Yeah, okay, I'll go with that. And okay. he also took back previously sieged and defeated areas. Yeah, he did. That's quite good. That is good. Take into account that it wasn't directly him, I would yeah. like to give him, like, six. That's what I'm thinking as well. Okay. If it was him, I'd be up at the eight, yeah. I think. I'm going to knock a couple off because it wasn't actually him. But it was under his rule. We can give him six each. That is a total of 12. Mm. Well done. We've Not been bad. matching up a lot recently. We do quite a lot, yeah. yeah it's nice. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Makes us feel in sync. Yeah. yeah. Crazium. Approvium Crazium. Nothing. No, I can't think of anything either. Nothing for either, <clears throat> bad nope. or good. I mean, he was... Very much a blank slate. We just don't know enough about him, unfortunately. So, oh, it's a zero, then. It has to be. Yeah, we just don't know of anything crazy he did. Uh... What was the relationship with Bertha, the nanny? Oh, God, yeah. Oh, she didn't come back into the story, no, did she? I <laughs> yeah. Do you think she was there at the end in the tent when he was being poisoned? Saying, take your medicine. Like a good boy. Spoonful of sugar will help it go down. And then everyone breaks into song. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. Jim Jiminy. Where do you come from? <laughs> what is that accent? <laughs> it's like weird Australian, not quite London. I don't even know what either of those things are. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'll give it. He, he can't have more than zero, really. He can't. We've got nothing. No, uh, there's a lot of information. No, we just don't. Zero. Okay. Not crazy. Successus Ultimus. Successus Ultimus. Right. Got a little bit here. And I quote. There was a severe earthquake in Gordian's reign. So severe that whole cities with all their inhabitants disappeared into the opening of the ground. Ooh. Yeah, that clearly didn't no. happen. <laughs> Earth you do that. Anyway, I'll continue. Vast sacrifices were offered throughout the entire city and the entire world because of this. And Cordus says, yeah. <laughs> Cordus. Cordus says that the Sibylline books were consulted and everything that seemed ordered therein done, whereupon this worldwide evil was stayed. So that's good. The, the, um, have I mentioned the Sibylline books before? No. They uh, were a bunch of books that the Romans got under. Oh, I didn't make a note of this. I 
think it was Tarquillian. We talked about the kings of Rome, and there was the bad Tarquillian. Is it Tar- Tarquinius? Sorry. Tarquinius, yes. yes. I was going to say, I recognise that yes. name. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was the bad Tarquinius, Superbus, but then <gasps> there was a good one. Fairly certain, I'm sure our listeners are probably screaming down and going, no, you've got it wrong, because I'm doing this off the top of my head. Yeah, he was um, offered some books by a crazy lady. And said, these books offer the future of the Roman Empire, or your kingdom, whatever. Um, I'll sell them to you for five goats and a pig. And the king said, no, I don't need it. Two, Two goats and half a pig. The woman took one of the books and burnt it and then said, I've got five more of these books left. I will sell it to you for 20 goats and five pigs and put the price really, just yeah. put the price up, even though there were only five books. And the king went, no. Supply and demand. So she burnt another book, put the <laughs> price up again, and then burnt another book and put the price up again. And eventually the king cracked. I'm still not sure why. <laughs> you just go, no, crazy lady. I would have gone for the first one of you. But no, that, so they don't have all the books. So they don't know their future completely. But whenever something happened, they go and consult these holy texts. The, the and, text. Yeah. And <laughs> one book that's left. Yeah, the two lines. <laughs> it will be good until it's bad. Yeah. yeah. Beware uh, that the ones that wear black and listen to a twisted sister. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, so they'd consult these books and it was all very vague and they'd just pull out passages and go, Yeah, that probably means we need to kill the Christians or we need to raise the taxes or we need to Yeah, so they'd do this. Yeah. Yeah. So apparently they consulted the books and uh, right. they did what the books told them to do and okay. the earthquake stopped. That's yeah. nice. The chaos of the year of the six emperors yeah. ended. That's successful. Yeah, but he didn't nothing to do with it. No, he didn't. As I put in my notes, it's it's hardly Vespasian or Severus. <laughs> yeah, it just they, it they, out. Yeah, they ended theirs properly. This is a case of who's left standing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean that's about it really. There were some building projects going on, but nothing hugely exciting, so I didn't even bother noting them down. Yeah. Uh, for bad, he was a puppet. He was clearly a puppet. Yeah. So, in summary, let's just get a general feel for him. Another quote from the Historia Augusta. He was a light-hearted lad. <laughs> Interesting translation there. <laughs> <laughs> Handsome, winning, agreeable to everyone, merry in his life, eminent in letters, in nothing indeed, save his age, was he unqualified for empire. Before Philip's conspiracy, he was loved by the people, the Senate, the soldiers, as no prince had ever been before. Cordus, bloody Cordus, says that all the soldiers spoke of him as their son, and he was called son by the entire Senate, and that all the people said Gordian was their darling. Right until they killed him. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Eat this, son. (laughs) It's good for you. Yeah. Iron in your diet. (laughs) I, I, again, we don't know enough, but we can tell from what comes along his impact isn't very much, so he's not very successful. He's not hugely, but I mean, he managed to reign for more than 21 days, so he's doing the best in his yep. dynasty. <laughs> Did the best for a while. Yeah, um, and if you take into consideration all of Furious Tim's achievements, they're actually starting to fight back here, which is Fightius Maximus, but because of that, Rome is stabilised. The army is disciplined. Rome is stabilised for a brief period. It's not perfect, but it's... For... Because it's stable, 
I'm, I'm not even going to go that far. I'm going to say three. I'm going to give him four then. Okay. okay. That is seven for Successor Sultimus. Imager, Imager Facius. Facius. So, Imager Facius is that quote I just said. Light-hearted, handsome, winning and agreeable. So, there you go. It's a very wide face. Big eyes. We really do need to put your doodles up on the website. Yeah, someone, said, someone asked if the doodles, the, the images you do, that I do. Yeah. And I thought, I'm nowhere near as good as that. <laughs> I just... It makes sense, because we talk about you drawing every single episode. No, that's true. We should put them up. They're all in this book, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. And the other two. Oh, you see, as soon as I say that, you start to put more detail in. <laughs> it's even got an Adam's apple, this one. <laughs> well, unless you just hit 17, so... Oh, right, okay. And you're drawing a T-shirt. So he's looking very happy, short hair... That's a baby grow, isn't it? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> or quite muscular or no, chunky. No, fat, chubby legs. Chubby baby. legs because he's a baby. Got you. But with Adam's apple. With an Adam's apple. Yeah. And a t-shirt that says Mummy's Boy with the correct apostrophe of possession. No, it says Mummy's Treasure. Oh, Mummy's Treasure. I apologise. I was jumping ahead. Right. Okay, let's see what he really looks like. There's no baby grow. He does look young, though, doesn't he? He does look young. His yeah. robes are swamping him. Yes. <laughs> um, so he's got quite close-cut hair. He's got, oh, he's got a little cleft in his chin. That's quite nice. He's quite fierce. Look at his frowning face. But you can see why they do that to make him look more scary. Yeah, I think older. if you, he wasn't frowning, he would look five, wouldn't he? But he does look like children that I teach. <laughs> yeah. Um, he looks slightly older than the other one. I think it's the same one. Different view. Oh, no, it's not. No, it's not. No, no, I, yeah. yeah. There's not many busts I could find no. on him. He looks slightly older in this one, but... Those frown lines, though. Yeah, that's because they took his Lego away. Yeah, I'd, okay, does he look like we were expecting him to? Yes, he looks like a child. <laughs> so he's got to kind of get points yeah. there. Does he look like an emperor you'd nope. follow? No, not at all. I'm going for three. I'll go for... Uh, I'll go for two. So it's five divided by four. Which gives him a total of 1.25. Nice. <laughs> See, it's improving my math skills, this program. Tempo completed. What do you think? Six years? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> well done. Um, I, it's closer to five and a half, so I rounded to five and a half years from 29th of July, 238, to the 11th of February, 244. So, that our spreadsheet. That gives him a total of 0 0.69 for Tempo Completo, and he has a final score. Oh, oh. 20.94. Yeah, that's not awful. Not awful. It's better than anyone since Thrax. It's better than Poopy Anus. It's certainly better than Gordian 1 and Gordian 2. He beat Elagabalus. Just. So, that's not terrible for a child. That ever. we know nothing about. That we know about. nothing about. Yeah. Um, it's a good job Furious Tim was there for him, that's what I say. Yeah. He would have struggled without him. But, there's one more question. Let's answer yeah. it. Let's ask it first. Okay. Do they have a certain genesis? No. <laughs> Very definite there. No, you're not feeling this one? No, not at all. But, what about... No, that's nothing, is it? <laughs> no. no. Um, I get the whole Furious Tim thing. The same that Augustus had Agrippa, but Augustus did other things. Yeah, Augustus Agrippa. was good, and Agrippa was good, and together yeah. they made the super team. Yeah. Whereas this was just Furious Tim taking charge whilst Gordian played with his Lego. Mm. Um, 
No, there's just no reason to give it to him, is there? So that's a no. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely no. That's a no this week. That's a bit of a downer, isn't it? That is now our fifth. Oh, we're in going a for the longest drought period. This is our longest drought of no Jeanne Caesar. But don't despair if you're not familiar with the history of the crisis, which we're going to be doing for at least 20 more episodes. Hmm. It's not going to be all no's. Oh, good. Oh, there's going to be some yeses. Oh, brilliant. We are going through a bad patch now, but yeah. there, there'll be some yeses. It picks up. Oh, yeah. yes. Yeah. Because otherwise there'd be no Roman Empire to speak That's of. That's true. Yeah. yeah. They do manage to get through the crisis, so... We'll find out more. As you said earlier, it is Emperor Phil last week. <laughs> Gosh, yes. Also known as Philip the Arab. Oh, yeah. You can't. It just sounds vaguely no, racist, it doesn't does. it? <laughs> oh. But yeah, like, what distinguishing feature do we have about him? He was from Arabia. Oh, right, okay. Um, also known as Philippus. So we're just going to call him Big Phil. Yeah, oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. Thank you. Um, Obviously, I'd like to thank the Rex Factor for um, allowing us to pretty much use their format. Great podcast, listen to it. It's downloaded on Popbean and iTunes. And I want to thank Scott Rowland for the Roman Byzantine History Group on Facebook. Please join it. Lots of clever people there. They're going through their crisis of the third century. It's very interesting. A lot of good articles. We're available to follow on Facebook. We're on Twitter. And we've got our own WordPress site. Yeah. And in latest news, you're uploading some data. Yes. New semi-regular feature read when I can be bothered <laughs> we'll be releasing the stats of the empire oh. our first one was released this week yeah. called the hair of the empire <laughs> emperors yeah, some follicle fascination follicle facts, facts. <laughs> that's what it is but there's a bit of controversy I believe there was a controversy some people are not convinced Elagabalus had a moustache he had a moustache he definitely had a moustache I mean look at his bust he's got a moustache it's kind of bizarre. And it's like, is it a moustache if you've got the beard? No, that's just part of your beard. But if you've got the hair on the top of your lip and no full beard, and that's a moustache, and that's what Edgar yeah. has. Yeah. It's clearly, you look at his bust, it's clearly a moustache. Yeah, I yeah. agree. So we are on, if I remember correctly, I've not got the image, but Emperors we've done so far, and I included Gordian 3 in these stats, right. 50% have had no beard. No. 47% have had a beard. And three <laughs> percent have had a moustache. Yeah, that's quite. That's that quite is nice. a fifty-fifty split on facial hair and no facial that's hair. That's quite good. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I like the mullet and the. Yeah, forty percent of Julio-Claudians had a mullet. Uh, I believe eighteen percent of the emperors so far have been bald. Yeah. And there was the top five beard lengths. Yes. <laughs> which are very approximate. And yet also quite accurate. Yes. They're approximately accurate. I just saw the image of you with the, the bust up on your computer with a ruler next to it trying to measure it. You did that, didn't you? You actually I've, did that. I've got next to my computer a, a ruler of rulers. It's got all the kings and queens of England on it. Yeah. And I pulled up uh, an image of Severus and Pupianus because I knew they had quite big yeah. beards. And I just kind of looked at their beard and then measured it with my fingers, and then kind of put it on my chin, and then I got the ruler and measured that. That's how I did that. That's dedication. Scientific. <laughs> That's dedication. So, yeah. So if you're interested in who officially has the longest beard, then check that out. It's all on our WordPress site, yep. along with all our um, ranking cards, mm. the maps of the episodes, and everything else. Right, so, until next time... Goodbye. Goodbye. Oh, we didn't do a sign-off this week. 
Toodles. <laughs> Toodle pip. <laughs> Toodle pip. Until, until next week. Toodle pip. Toodle pip. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>